it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on the 200th floor. Boop, boop. Heck yeah, 200. Yeah, man. Oh, man, it feels so good, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. It sure does. And, you know, it's a little um, intimidating to be doing something new on the 200th episode. So not something totally new. We tried this before where we'd be on YouTube. Yes. And we experienced too much work on your end. Yes. So... We're just going to make this easy yeah, and not overthink the editing and it just be what it is. Absolutely. And we were in the midst of recording our EP, we being the Shameless Band, and then we were going to try to implement video um, podcasting as well um, with us. But that was just a little bit too big of a burden to take on. But I'm more than happy to do it now because... We've completed the EP. It's out. It's doing very well. Thank you very much, everyone listening who has supported. Yes, thank you. Yes, very, very much. And so I thought, well, you actually thought it. And I said, well, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's let's go ahead and do it. So there's a little bit of adjustments that we have to make, but nothing too crazy that we can't get done. That's right. So we're still going to be on Apple, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. But now if you want to catch us and see us, um, you can do uh, do that on YouTube, and my channel is Jen the Builder. Yes. I think it's that simple. So, hello, everyone on YouTube. Thank you to those who continue to listen to us on Apple yes. and all that good stuff. So, it's Wednesday, and it's the middle of the week, and I have had such an amazing week with people, connecting and discovering. So, our key word today, if you will, is discovery. And I think that's appropriate, right? 200 episodes. What have we discovered? What have we discovered about people? Why is it important to discover? Yes. And what does that look like? To me? No, just in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to tell you what He's it was like. He's like, let me get it. Well, I mean, if that's where you want to go. Oh, no. I mean, you know, discovering that we've done 200 episodes, also discovering that we can do life, work, podcast, and extracurricular activities all at the same time. Uh, discovering that has been quite a joy, actually. Uh, I'm actually happy that we can do these things and push hard and go hard in the pain, as they say, and still be able to enjoy the quiet times as well. I agree. Well, it's the 200th episode Wednesday. We're not going to forget our lovely book. Dun, dun, dun. Anila, what number would we pick? Mm, let me guess. 200 maybe? That's right. 200. <laughs> so the question is, everyone, what's an article of clothing you've bought or received secondhand and loved wearing? Mm. Now, I'm trying to remember when I was younger if I got a lot of secondhand clothes, and I didn't. I know a lot of my cousins did because they had the older siblings. Right. So I have grown an affinity, though, towards secondhand clothing, thrift stores. Love them. Okay. Um, I think I might have shared this before, but my favorite sto thrift store or secondhand store is the Goodwill at um, Huntington Beach. Yes. That was a very interesting experience. Shh. I was like, ah. This is nicer than, you know, some retail stores. It was. It was beautiful. So my favorite item, and I can see it now in my closet, and I cannot wait 
to our weather actually reflects autumn and winter weather because it's this amazing Air Force jacket I got. Love it. Actually, it wasn't a thrift store. It no, was it a, a garage y- sale. Yard sale, yes. Like just down the street. Yeah. And I saw it on the hanger. I'm like, that's not going to fit me. But like with anything, when something is so super cute, you say, what? I'm going to make that fit eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we got home on, and it fit. And it was like sisterhood of, sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah, actually it was because you put it on and you said, Corey, look, it fits. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and then from there on, it was a favorite item of yours. Yeah. I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story about one of my favorite pairs of hand-me-downs. That's that's what they would call them mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But um, so we were by no stretch of the imagination poor, mm-hmm. but we were nowhere near rich. So we could afford school clothes. We could afford, you know, dinner on the table and Things like that, you know, and I do know that there are some families that struggled in that area where they didn't have those things, but that that wasn't our story. My story was that my parents were not hip parents. They just <laughs> didn't understand that you can't go to school in certain clothing because you may get bullied, beat up, or chased home because you wore the wrong thing. And so with that being said, I wore a lot of Kmart and um, Payless. Did you ever do Payless? Pro, Pro Wings, Wings yeah. and Pick and Save style clothes. Now, Pick and Save is now known as Big Lots, but right. the, the, that was the kind of clothing that my parents bought. And so, of course, in elementary school, that was you know no big deal. And then in middle school, which was junior high school for us, it became a huge deal to have to wear clothes from those type of stores. So I had an older cousin who came to visit from LA, the LA area. Actually it was Carson. And so he's seeing the clothing that I was wearing and he said, Oh no, man, can't have you going to school looking like this. He said, you better be very glad that I saved some of my clothes from middle school. And this guy brought up some, I mean, these were the, Top of the tops. Now, we, we were slightly off in shoe uh, size because I wore a bigger size shoe than he did. So that wasn't that big of a deal because I had another situation come through where I didn't have to wear, you know, pro wings. But uh, he had Levi 501 jeans, the button flies. He had the the polo shirts. and Fancy. The, yeah, very fancy. And his mother sewed. So, um I was very young at that time, of course, in middle school. And so I'm going to school with a whole new wardrobe. And, of course, I was the kid on the block. Like, wow, look at this, you know. And so, uh, yeah, and I I cherish those clothes because I realized that um, it just bought me some time to grow into who I was and what I wanted to be opposed to just getting in where I fit in as, you know, the saying goes. Right. So for those who don't know Corey or have seen his pictures, you, my dear, are quite the fashionista. I've been told that. Yeah. And so I love accessories, you know, floral headbands, rings that have red in it, earrings, the whole thing. Um, And I think you accessorize almost as much as I do. 
I would say I've learned from some very good accessorizers. And since you've been in my life, you've actually enhanced that because I knew, like, I'm marrying someone that has quite a bit of a fashion sense. And, um, well, I mean, when I met you, you had the rings and toe rings and anklets and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah, that's going to be tough to compete with. And not that we were in competition by any stretch of the imagination, but we wanted to look good for one another. So we, we stepped up our game. Yeah. I was going to say, and I promise this isn't supposed to be an episode on fashion. No. <laughs> but um, we've discovered, I think, if I'm speaking truthfully, our fashion sense becomes better as we've gotten older. Absolutely. That's, isn't that strange? No, not for me. Uh, I are, think- we, are we what you call hip? We are very hip. <laughs> And, and we're like said Corey and Jen, we're hip. We are hip. We're like bottles of fine wine. We just get better with age and time. You're funny. Okay, <laughs> so one of the things we've discovered, people have asked time and time again, how do you know what the heck to talk about? As you can see, we we don't outline. We just let things be. There's no script. So. I believe that you and I have really grown a closer connection. That's one thing I've definitely discovered. How can you not after 200 episodes? Yeah. You're definitely going to develop a way to create conversation and keep it going and understanding that we're not to the end of this conversation yet. So let's add what we need to add and, and, and dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So for me on a discovery for myself, oh my goodness, mind blown. Like I journal as most people know. And so there's a lot of self-discovery there, but really taking the time to have conversation, think about things. And a lot of my self-discovery actually happens after the episode. And I don't know if anyone, and I'm sure a lot of people have done this when you interview or you meet someone or something's being shared and you're like, dang it. I should have said that. Right. You know, and oh, I wasn't thinking that. And so I've learned a lot after, especially Corey sitting with you. You know, someone came to you today, as a matter of fact, and said, How do we get you to share your thoughts and your knowledge with the world? Like expand your span of control. By the way, a lot of leadership says span of control, I say span of attention. Mm. Right. How do you um, how do you expand that? So I'm open. Whatever this looks like is what it looks like. So I've just discovered how truly worldly you are with knowledge. Mm, Wow. I think that's a compliment. I'll take it. What have you discovered? I've discovered that in the course of this process, we have not only grown in our thinking, we've grown in our ability to connect with the people that are listening. Mm. We're now able to have a conversation where people can feel like we're actually talking to them as we really are. And that was the goal in the first place. We really wanted to be able to have those type of interactions where 
the listener feels like they're a part of this conversation too. And and I like when podcasts, because I do listen to them, I like when you can pause and contemplate, think about them, and, th- and then possibly even answer like, yeah, maybe I would do that. Yeah. Or no, that's not something that I think maybe Jen would be interested in this and then push play and, and don't miss a beat. Right, right. One thing for me and, you know, people that are listening, this is definitely a question for all of us. You know, how have we grown since the beginning of something? So for this podcast in particular right now, because we're celebrating 200 episodes, mm-hmm. is how... Has it grown? How have we grown? Now, I will say this. Because of our passion for people and connecting and just sharing, um, my way of measurement has not been numbers. It's been by substance. So when people come up to you, come up to me or to us, or they send me emails, send us messages on social media, that for me is the measurement. Someone might say, well, Jen, you know, it's, it's more subjective. Well, it's our podcast. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like we, we have these rules on how we should measure. Now, if you really want stats, our wonderful platform gives us that. And so those are interesting too, but it's just been so much fun to connect with people. And so with that being said, Here's a thing that I think we've gotten really good at and that we enjoy. Connect, correct me if I'm wrong. But when we meet people, because you all take so much of your time to listen in on this podcast, and we understand that sometimes it's very focused and other times it's just kind of conversation, right? Right, very casual. Yeah. So we want to give you the same attention that you give to us. We want to give you the same consideration, time, listening, dedication, loyalty, like that's really important to us. Yeah, indeed. And one of the things that I've noticed is is people when they meet us for the first time that have don't know you're Jen the Builder and I'm Corey, uh, they, they kind of want to hear that. And so I don't <laughs> mind appeasing people. We have done that. Yeah. And and when they put the when they put two and two together, they're like Oh yeah. my gosh. Right? It's like they have to hear us say that for it to register. Right. And that's the amazing thing because people only hear us on the podcast. So if we're not starting off that way, it throws them off. So which is and so yeah, we've done that. Where we meet people and they ask us to do that. So I'm like, hi, I'm Jen the Builder. And Corey. Right. And they're like, Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, and I know voice, I don't know how you've imagined us. And so it is a trip when you've listened to someone and then you meet them. Yeah. So I am going to say for anyone listening, if you do want to catch us on YouTube, um, the channel's Jen the Builder. And you'll get to see us there. And I mean, we're not doing anything crazy. I, I mean, I'd love to be able to do more active stuff because we're on YouTube, but We'll go into that. Absolutely. Right now, what we're trying to get used to is just the positioning. So anyways, that's it's been a lot of discovery that way. Did we fail to mention anything else that we've discovered? I'm sure we did, but I, I'm, I'm comfortable with what we did share. Yeah. So I want to say this too. And in the beginning of the podcast, 
Oh man, my insecurities, the list went on and on and on from your knowledge versus mine. Very different knowledge bases, right? Yeah. Um, being able to hold a conversation with someone who stays on top of world news, you know, things like that. Whereas I am about learning and development and growth and coaching. And so I'm counting on you to kind of feed me what's new. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And I feed you the things that I'm learning. So here's what I've discovered. It has been a trip to move forward when I'm in fear or when I'm intimidated or when I feel like I'm inadequate and you just trust it and you just go with it. And it's who I am. You know, like, I don't know that I've really grown in those areas. I might have a little bit, but who you are is who you are. And I want to say that's the greatest discovery I've found in myself and in other people that everyone is so unique in the things that they do and love and everything they bring to the world is special in itself. True. But then there's the realist side of it that I always have to delve into because what I've noticed about me is that I'm really hard on myself. Like mm. I, I'm not easy on me, especially on things that I know I should be good at. And so if you're like that, if you experience this type of behavior, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So when I make a mistake or when I do something that I know is not common for me to do when I'm doing something that I think I'm pretty good at, I think I'm a pretty good conversationalist. I think mm -hmm. um, I can have a conversation without a lot of pauses and stutters and ums and silent moments. And so when I find myself doing those things, I get frustrated. And so I add more pressure on myself, which does what? It makes you do that even it more. Enhances yeah. That so thing. you find yourself doing more things that, yeah. that's not, you know, in your uh, normal characteristic. And then the other parts kick in. So now you're swallowing, you're breathing hard, you're coughing. And so it's just all these things. Sweating. That, yeah. And it just, it's, it's unbelievable. But what has happened over the course of year of the years um, because what are we on year two or year three now? And so what happens is you just begin to forget about all the outside pressures. The conversation becomes real and you're not paying attention to the the normal things that you would normally be mm -hmm. thinking about. You're paying attention to the conversation and the topic at hand and you want to deliver these messages mm -hmm. and you want to have that conversation with someone that's listening to you, looking to get information and quite possibly thinking about what kind of response they're going to give you on either the website or an Instagram page or whatever they may mm -hmm. want to respond on. Or maybe the next time they even see you. Right. And I love the way you describe that because that's what happens when you're discovering people. Yeah. You're not thinking about your that's being really present mm -hmm. so i love that you've learned that i've learned that as well along the way um and you know what else this helps with when you don't come in with an agenda doing this mm -hmm. is going into a conversation with someone or into a meeting and not having an agenda or a point yeah. your point is is just to be there see what comes to you, what input you have, what you're learning, how you're growing, what you're developing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so 
I've loved this experience. I think it's been better than any book could have taught me. Um, probably just as good, if not better, than a workshop. I love workshops, by the way. I'm going to workshop <laughs> for the rest of the week. I can't wait. She's leaving me alone. Oh, you're going to enjoy. You're going to be just fine. Trust me. So one of, the thing, <laughs> one of the things, okay, so... It is almost Halloween, and we have to share this because, you know, Corey, we've been talking a lot about the preview I saw. And if anyone gets scared easily, you are not alone. So I was scrolling through Instagram, and I didn't know this. The wonderful actor and dancer, Kevin Bacon, okay. apparently plays, and I say a little bit of guitar because I haven't seen him play a lot of guitar. So right. he plays a guitar, he knows how to harmonize, and I believe the person he's singing with is his daughter. Mm. And you can really tell they're related. She, you could see a lot of her, Kevin Bacon in her face. Mm -hmm. So she's in this movie called Smile. Because I checked out her profile, and of course, she's advertising this movie Smile. So what do I do? I said, oh, let me check it out. And that trailer is no joke. Wow. Like, so without, I mean, I've never seen the movie, but what I gather from it is that the idea is, is that people behind, hide behind smiles. You can be literally insane and have a smile and people don't know what that smile means right or you can be sad and broken and have a, a smile and so smiles mean different things to people and here's their tagline and so you see people like kind of like this and then they just do a gradual smile and hold it kind of eerie and so it says once you've seen it you'll never unsee it right so it just freaked me out. But so it, let me let me jump in there real quick because I, I do this thing and I do it all the time and, and I Were hope, you scare me? No. no. I, I, and I hope I don't weird anyone out by what I'm about to say. But I like to see so when we had the mask thing going on, it was very bothersome because you couldn't see people smile, you couldn't see facial expressions. Right. But Typically, people pass each other in a hallway, maybe in a walkway at work or, you know, coming in and out of the bathroom or maybe in and out of the store. And typically, people smile each other at each other as they pass by. But what I do is I don't just pass by and smile and keep looking forward. Out of the corner of my eye, I keep watching. And what I've noticed is that people have a and I won't call it a, a an agenda but I'll I'll call it um may, maybe there's a lot more going on in their minds than they really realize because as you pass certain people they'll be smiling and then when you get just about even with them it goes away right away and I've seen people frown I've right. seen people mm flip their 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 eyebrows mm. up and and that look in their eyes and I'm like, "Hmm, what was that?" Oh, that's and, interesting. And so a lot of times you don't have to rely on that smile. You just got to rely on what's going to happen after the smile. Ah. And I've even seen people smiling at other people in front of me and after they get past like, them. Oh, she yeah. yeah. And so I never relied on the smile. That that's never been my go-to thing to say, "Oh, that was nice. I'm like, what's happening after the smile? That's so wise. 
So you wonder what's happening after the smile. That's what you pay attention to. Absolutely. Now I wonder, okay, you're smiling. What does that smile really mean? You know, and so I just will stop and have a conversation. Um, That's deep. And I'm going to start paying attention to that. So people are listening, watching. Let's try that out and see what we catch or watch, what, you know, watch what we what capture. Catch. That's going to be a trip. It, a, so that means I'm always going to have to wear my glasses so I could see. Not a, oh, well, yeah, because you, right? can't, you won't be able to see that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. That's what, that's what I got for today. That is an amazing discovery. Hey, Jen, I, I, something's really, um, yeah, something's mm-hmm. really pushing at me right now. And I really want to say this. Um, because there's a lot of things changing in our world and in society right this very moment. And so before we get out of here, I just want to address something because years ago, I think it was two years ago, um, is when the uh, Floyd thing happened and the Black Black Lives Matter push came about. And we had that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that conversation was kind of a back and forth, a push and a pull, because at first you you thought, well, maybe we should jump on board with this Black Lives Matter thing. And I was immediately pushed to say, absolutely not, not going that route. And I'm not tooting my horn and I'm not saying I knew better or I'm smarter than anybody else. What I'm What I'm ultimately saying is that in my gut, I said to myself, all lives matter. And I still feel that in my gut to this very day. And and that removes nothing from anyone. That that removes nothing from any nationality, from any walk of life. That just means what it simply says. It's it's just that. All lives matter. And so if we push for making sure that we know that all lives matter, we won't fall into these pitfalls of some of these political things that are, that are about to take place within the next month or so. And and I'm worried about this, this change that's about to happen because it's going to push people to different corners. And if we hadn't fell into that trap, then we might not have felt so vulnerable, vulnerable right now as People are being separated and going to separate corners. And this is where you find people pointing fingers at one another because we've separated what black lives mean, what Asian lives mean. I'm black. You're of Asian descent. And then other people have other backgrounds. And so instead of pointing the finger at one particular group, if we just know that all lives matter, we can honestly say to ourselves, this is what this is and keep it moving. So I, I I had to get that out, and I had to say that 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 was our stance then. That this is our stance now, right. and this is where we're going to be for a long time. Because if we don't, we're going to choose something that we might not be comfortable with long term. Yeah, good point. I'm glad that you shared that. So I believe that was like our second or third episode, and I'm glad that we got on that too and really emphasized that this is about all people all walks of life yeah and so that's something that we continue to hold true it's something that we discovered then and it's great when what you've discovered is actually true and and relatable and still what it should be absolutely yeah yeah 
Well, it's been fun. Congratulations on the 200th. We stuck through. We did it. We don't know what the future holds, but if it's another 200, then so be it. So be it. We'll be here for it, and I hope you will be here for it. So, with that being said, what do we say? I'll say it. You want to say it? No, you say it. All right. Well, you know us that take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.